1: With more Rally news and views, I'm Lisa O'Sullivan, the humble Rally fan in exalted company. We've got the experts, former team boss George Donaldson, senior staff writer at Dirtfish.com David Evans and Dirtfish's very own voice of Rally, Colin Clark. Good afternoon in lockdown, team. <laughs> good afternoon, Lisa. Uh,
0: good afternoon, Lisa. <laughs> I hate saying lockdown. Uh, I'm
1: bored of the word lockdown. Yeah.
2: Yes, it, it is definitely starting to grate. What about uh, just starting to rally properly again? I can't wait for it to start. I am getting to be seriously grumpy.
0: Yeah, and George, we're all, knows we're
2: all... such a sweet man.
0: Well, you are, <laughs> you are. Um, we're all in the UK, George, but you're um, you're suffering more than we are down in England. You're still quite literally locked down, aren't you? You poor thing.
2: Yeah, Colin. Don't get me into talking about politics because it's going to be ugly. So, you, so yeah. I, I guess most people can figure out which way I'm leaning already. Um, oh, well, funny. actually, say,
1: saying that though, Colin and, and George, we should flag up that actually Scotland and England, two totally different countries, managed
3: I, not totally different country. Good lord! Di- what? No, we're well, yeah, The vote the v- didn't go all that way, did it?
0: <laughs> but guys, can I can I tell you something I've learned in lockdown? Which has astonished me. It's astonished me. Do you know Australia? We all know Australia, don't we? (laughs) Because we all go to Australia. Uh, Yep. But it's, it's a confederation of states, and the states can do their own thing. So what's happened in this period, and actually there's a bit of relevance because there are events that are being planned in certain states, and drivers in other states are saying, but we can't get to that state because the states individually can close their borders. The Queensland border between Queensland and New South Wales is closed. You can't get... You, I don't know how you get from one to the other. I don't know if you've got to show a passport from Queensland or something. I never Subterfuge knew that. Subterfuge,
2: Subterfuge.
0: So, yeah, Tasmania stra- Rally off. country.
3: Rally country, mate.
0: But it's, so, it's bizarre. Did you know that? So Cole, I'm learning in lockdown.
1: I
3: didn't know what that. What you've actually no. delivered there is half a story, Cole, because you've told us there individual well, states you can't cross the border. But yeah. how do you cross the border? That's what we want to know.
0: We... But you don't. You, you don't until, until the Queensland Premier, so the Queensland government say, our borders are open again. No-one's legally allowed to cross as we know the borders are massive and you probably can just go into the bush turn left go a mile or two (laughs) turn right cross the border you're all right i'm not advocating that david evans i'm not advocating that that is not official fish policy (laughs) but but i'm sure it's possible but
1: that is that is also effectively what you could do in the uk as i say between the two countries of scotland and england but the point i was trying to make is that scotland as you're saying colin the mm. rules are completely different. So you could be li- living one side of the border and you're not mm. supposed to leave your home and everyone else is heading for the beach two miles yeah. away. Oh, yes. we,
2: we've, got, we've got politicians saying that they'll follow the science. There's a first.
1: <laughs> There's a first. And, it's,
2: and it's, hor- it's the most horribly inaccurate science ever. We really, should, we really should
3: quantify exactly, exactly what <laughs> lockdown means. In Scotland, if you leave
2: your house and you're more than five miles away, and your name's not Dominic uh, you can be shot i think you can be <laughs> shot because the the advice is really strongly to stay in your house and not do anything and uh, get paler and paler i'm actually st- I've, I've gone from white to blue i think i'm transparent you mean, now you can see George, right through me i've never had the sun coach
0: you've got a beautiful garden if you're I not getting really out and that
2: no no that's not what the that's not what the uh, benevolent dictator wants us
3: to do <laughs> I can't go out. <laughs> but we did, but, we, but that's we, not did we did talk, We're not we did talking about talk briefly about the green shoots of recovery, which is all very, yes. uh, very interesting. But I think probably most of our listenership, if that is indeed a word, are more interested in the shoots of recovery uh, north of your head, Cole. How's that going?
0: Uh, yeah, thanks, You're David. Yeah, well, there is news. Did it come back? There is did news. Did it come back? There is news, and I will post a picture. Uh, it's amazing what you can do with a YouTube video and a beard trimmer. <laughs> And a very and a very willing thirteen-year-old daughter. I tell you, she watched, She sat and watched YouTube videos, and uh, got the beard trimmer out. And we, we've actually got a bit of style going on for the second lockdown cut. We've blended. Now, there's a word. There's a word, David. Have, have you ever blended your own hair, David? Have you cut we it blended. again? No, we've blended, David. David, we've blended it. We've blended, so it's nice and short at the sides. You put makeup on it. It's blended. Yeah. Can we talk about rally
2: cars, guys? Please, let's
3: talk about rally cars. Did you go? Let's to... talk about I'm rally just cars.
1: I'm going to fade him down now because it, uh, we, we do need to start talking but about if But just before we, because... we move
3: on, could we just ask Cole, did you go to Turkey to get your hair, hair blended? <laughs> Sorry. David, we're
0: def- David, we're David, David that, on. that was a we're private conversation. Stop,
1: stop, 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 <laughs> stop it, stop moving it. on. Because I want to hear about Sebastian mm. Ogier.
0: Yes, yes, quite right. How much here.
1: longer is Sebastian Ogier going to be a WRC rally driver
0: yeah well i I suspect at least another 18 months at least another 18 months is what he's saying to us but it was quite an interesting thing and he he told us direct at dirtfish uh during one of our dirtfish debates he said look no i'm I'm," he more or less directly said can you tell i'm just sitting on the fence with this (laughs) uh you know i'm staying and but then he quantified that by saying but I haven't spoken to Tommy yet. I haven't spoken to well, any of the other team bosses. Fortunately, I don't th-
3: fortunately, we have spoken to Tommy, uh, and Tommy said, "Yep, state.
0: You know what? You can You can imagine that once again he would have the pick of the three teams, wouldn't he, David? Of course he would. Um, yeah. And and he he obviously works well in that car, and it's quite remarkable how quickly he's adapted to it. And and he looks he looks like you know if if you had to say who's the favourite for this season, however many more rounds we get you have to say it's Ogier, isn't it? It's Ogier or Evans, potentially, because that car is, again, looking great. But it, it is interesting. He's, he's in a very unique position where he can actually dictate. He can say, I'm staying for another year, David, mm. without, without having to talk to anyone in, in the knowledge that he will be able to stay if he wants to stay.
3: But, you know, that's what six world championships, that it buys you that ability, doesn't it? And and he, you're quite right, Colin, he absolutely has the pick of the team's What was interesting, what you said there, and I completely agree, is that I think he'll be champion this year because he has shown himself to be the most adaptable driver. You know, we've seen him come to new teams, win immediately, win Monty in the Fiesta, win it in the Citroen, all of that. And he, you know, when we get back to the sport, we will need drivers to be adaptable. When we go to, if we go to Finland, when we go to Finland, let's think positive. There will not have been a great amount of driving done they won't have done much testing you'll need a driver who can jump into the car and actually finland's not a great example because most recently sebastian hasn't gone so well in finland but the other events potentially the, the cars will be compromised in their setup because they won't have had as much development testing They'll you'll need a driver who can just jump in switch on and go and that's in for me that's Oji.
0: Yeah, do you know what? Finland, it is It is Oji. He's absolutely got all of those attributes. But you know, you mentioning Finland there just makes you think, David, about the fact that we really have... There are one or two drivers that really do have to hit the ground running, in particular Tanak. you know, because if we have a seven-round season, having lost one of those rounds, you know, it's a massive blow to him. It really is with the zero points from Monte Carlo. But, you know, we, we, we look to Finland and we look to Hyundai and... and you know, they've never gone well in Finland. As you say, Auger in the Toyota, well, he's not gone well either. Evans has gone well in Finland in the past, as has Tanak. Um, yeah. It's actually going to be quite a difficult one to pick. The Ford has gone well in Finland in the past. Uh, and it is going to be about really... Who finds their feet quickest, and who, and particularly in Finland, where you can't afford to give time away, David, it, it's going to be an interesting one. This
3: is exactly the the point with Finland is that you get this, you know, this opportunity to just hit the ground and go. And talking to Yari Matti Latvala about it, and and he said he hasn't obviously competed since Sweden. He's missed Mexico, but this could open this window of opportunity for Yari matty because very few drivers in the current field know finland know the route know exactly what is required to win on that rally he's won three times and i think he's done it as it 18 years in succession or something there is not probably an inch of that route that he doesn't know backwards forward sideways potentially latvilla could be the one depending on how much tested they get before we go to finland certainly somebody like Augier, somebody who hasn't had a great record recently, might struggle a little bit because so much of Finland's speed comes from confidence, from previous results. Uh, and that's where I feel that Tanak could carry the Hyundai thing forward because there's an element with drivers like Thierry um, that it's in the head now. You know, as much as these things ever get into a professional driver's head, uh, I think it's there with Hyundai. It's almost a sort of mindset thing um that we saw we saw last year Breen came along uh completely cold in that car did Estonia uh a week or so before and was running at the front okay he had some some preferential place on the road but he was leading Hyundai certainly for the first day and it was only into Saturday that Mickelson got past him and on Sunday he had to pull over and let Thierry past you know that that's not a team that's brimming with confidence heading to Evascular so I firmly think that Tanak, we saw in, where were we last, Mexico? He's got the speed, you know, in a reasonably unknown terrain. He can find the speed in that car. And I'm sure that Tanak could do that in Finland.
0: It's a different situation, though. Tanak in Mexico thought he had another, what, 11 rounds left, 10 rounds left in the championship to make up those 25 points. He lost 30 points from Monte Carlo. You know, it might be Finland and three others to make up those points. So he has to be fast and he has to be quick. Hey. But I think in Finland, I think we might get a surprise. I think we might see Lappi and Sunanen going well. And Lappi seems to be coming into things that we certainly seem to be in Mexico. And, and we know he's gone well there. We know the Ford can go well there. So, George, it's, it's, it's really, it's a difficult one because it is going to be about the teams getting their drivers match fit in quite a short period of time.
2: It it will be. It absolutely will be, Colin. I mean, ultimately, we know that there are some drivers for which testing is everything. Now, all drivers have a propensity to want to test and it is, of course, valuable, but some drivers get fixated on it. And if they don't get a great test, they're not going to have a great rally. Whereas other drivers are more pragmatic. Okay, we've had a test. Didn't quite get the result we wanted, but we'll we'll keep working on it. We know what we've got. We'll manage what we've got, and we'll do our best with it. Those are the guys that are going to win in in Finland. So who Fam- can do that? Colin? Famously, who can do that. In famously, that
3: in in from linking to what you said there, George, Elvin Evans. His he when he did Argentina. And missed out by seven tenths of a second. I'm sure he didn't have a test then. And when he won GB, he didn't have a test. So there you go. So he, he's he's
2: very strong. We know that Seb Ojie will dig deep, and he's a man that can quantify whatever concerns he's got, tuck them away, and get on with the job. I feel Ottanac can do the same. I don't know Thierry so well, but I feel that he's maybe a little bit a, a little bit more you know looking at him during an event he does have one remarkable quality that i'll just discuss in a few seconds but i think it you know it very much depends on him being in exactly the right place getting exactly the car he expects from the test and it very often doesn't work out for him as we see however thierry by the same token and i'm not by any means suggesting he's got any deficiencies far from it He he is one of the few drivers I've ever seen that can start a rally, have a tough day on the the first day, not quite get the car right. Halfway through the second day or even during the second day, all of a sudden, the guy's nailing it. And on the last day, he reels people in. The guy's a master at it. So again, even if he doesn't start off right, he is capable of refocusing in a way yeah. that I've, don't, I don't think I've ever seen any other driver manage that just as well as Thierry does.
3: But can you do so, that in Finland George? You know, where to, well, on such a fast rally, can you do that?
2: Well, you might not get back to a leading position but you'll maybe get back to the top three depending on, on how bad it was and I'm just saying he, he does that anyway so maybe he has an okay first day, maybe he's lying second and he's just six or seven seconds behind but he's not been happy with the car, he's still managed that if, if he does his normal thing and, and it is normal for him to actually considerably improve through an event as he settles in and adapts himself to the car or adapts the car to him. I'm not quite sure which way it is, uh, but the guy, the guy can deliver wow. big time. George. So I think he remains a threat, yeah. but it, it, I think um, he he's, he's quite clearly struggles to get the car he wants on the first day yeah. of the event very often.
0: George, I think, I think the best example of that was Monte Carlo this year. Monte Carlo this year, uh, I think it was the second day, service on the second day, was lost. He'd just Mm. come through a stage, he'd lost 20-odd seconds. They didn't know what was going on, but they did manage to put things right. He got it right in his head, and and it was a glorious drive from then on. But boys and girls, listen, we we were discussing beforehand, before we, we came on to record the podcast, about news. And the one obvious bit of news that we didn't mention, well, the one obvious bit of news we didn't mention and was it a surprise? Should it have been a surprise? Is it the right decision? Craig Breen back in the Hyundai for Finland. David, should we be surprised? You know, is it, was it expected that Breen was going to be in the car for Finland?
3: I would say so. Yeah, it was. It was not a huge surprise to me when you consider what he did in Finland last year, and you also consider the fact that um, Sebastian Loeb isn't hugely at home, hugely comfortable in Finland. Um, and Danny Sordo quite the same, you know. To an, to an extent, Danny's not said he won't go to Finland. Of course, he hasn't, but you know he's made it quite clear that it's not his favourite event. Breen was brilliant there. You know he's p- finished on the podium there before.
1: If it's the first event back in a limited calendar, he'll be there. Yeah,
3: for too. for all the reasons that we've just discussed. So I I can't see anybody better to put in the car. You know, I spoke to Andrea Adamo about it earlier this week for a news story that we're running in a in a couple of days, and and he said. Okay, um, Finland was magnificent. Wales was not so good for for Craig. Um, Sweden was so-so. Let's see in Finland. I think you know that's absolutely fair. They, I who who else would you put in the car? Call.
0: Well, I I don't know, but but what I do know is that I certainly wouldn't have Loeb in the car, and, and that's I, you know I feel terrible saying that. It's almost sacrilege to mm. say that. Uh, it is I have him in you bill.
2: will be burned at stake, Colin.
0: From <laughs> yeah. George, thanks, it's okay. Uh But, you know, <laughs> but that, that final day in Monte Carlo, he lost something. He lost something, whether it was confidence, uh, whether it was... Uh, well, David, well, uh, I don't know, but I wouldn't have Loeb in the car. No, uh, but I'm not sure I wouldn't have put Sordo in it.
3: Uh, yeah, I I don't think you would put Sordo in the car because Finland, as George will testify, knows better than any of us, you have to be confident and confident You have to be in exactly the right mindset. If there is an element of doubt in Finland, you're either A gonna have a massive accident or B be nowhere. Is that fair, George? It is absolutely
2: the case. And one thing's a hundred percent certain is that Craig Breen will be incredibly motivated. It's Paul it's Paul Nagel that's with them. I mean, there's a motivated co driver for you. They will be focused, they will double down and work unbelievably hard. I hope they will, I'm sure they will. And again, you know. Uh, you could be, you can, you, people can yeah. deliver surprise results in Finland. It can come, especially in this circumstance. People have been basically, you know, not doing anything it's, for what will it be damn near four months? Won't it? Mm.
0: Nearly, nearly four yeah. or five months. George. But here's, here's something, you know, we can i can move I, on
1: from Finland can, in a moment.
0: Okay. One more point that I'd like to make just for a quick, a quick observation from David and George, you know, I'm a massive fan of Andrea Damo, and, and you know, just about everything he's done, every decision he's made has turned out to be the right decision. Uh, you know, putting Craig Breen in for one one rally with the pressure, because there, there could well be, more than likely, there will be seats available next year. Putting him in for one rally and saying, prove to me that Sweden so-so could have been better, prove to me that GB last year, which was bad, should have been better. I think there's enormous pressure on him. I, I think he can cope, but I think there's enormous pressure. But how
3: do you know that he, he's not going to be in the car in Japan? How do, you know we don't know what Andreas' well, master plan is, no. and this is the big fact. You know, I when I was lining up a call with Craig, I was thinking in my mind, you know, what to talk to him about. And actually, you know, we shouldn't talk about him coming back, him coming and going. He is part of the Hyundai team. He does a lot of R5 development testing. He does a in a normal world, he would probably do quite a lot of development running, uh, endurance running, whatever testing with the with the World Rally car, with the Rally Rally One car. He is part of the Hyundai team, so you know. Let's not. Let's get over this surprise or non-surprise that he's there. He's there because he's part of the team.
0: Good. Yep, I'll buy that. So
1: you mentioned testing back there that the the crews that will perhaps impress most of all in Finland may have benefited from testing. The time is ticking down until WRC. Cars can resume testing, but R5 cars not subjected to that, I understand. And I understand Oit Tanak has been out having a bit of a spin. It,
3: exactly, yes, he has. And you're quite right, Lise. No, um, Rally 2 cars, as the R5 car is now called, are not uh, subject to, to that testing ban, which, as we record on Thursday, is going to be discussed at WRC Commission on Friday. By the time this comes out, we will know exactly what June holds in terms of testing.
1: So again, check that article on Dirtfish.com because yes. you can read all about it as you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> yeah,
3: thanks for remembering to say that, Lisa. So <laughs> Tanek, he was working with his own, his red-grey team, uh, which is a, a private team, the team that he co-owns with Marco Martin, and they run uh, Ole Christian Vaby and our Russian friend Nikolai Gryazin. Gryazin in WRC2. He used one of those cars near Otipa, uh, south of Tartu, um, and just essentially went out there and, and had a spin. Did a bit more testing. What day did I say we are? Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Did a bit more testing yesterday, uh, even further hmm. south of there, in quite close to the border in Latvia, um, where there are some big jumps. Uh, and you should, probably by now you've already seen it, uh, the video from from there, uh, a very nice Dirtfish video, courtesy of OIT's brilliant PR man, Henry Rump. Thank you, Henry. Uh, so, yeah, it's he's been out there. He's been busy. Of course, he's allowed, you know, Estonia's lockdown rules, sorry to say the lockdown word again, are less restrictive than ours. Um, and you can see from the video that, you know, everybody's, there's no spectators there. Uh, at all they've done it in a pretty remote part of estonia um and done it with with all of the coronavirus measures in mind uh and i spoke to to after the first test and he was just over the moon to be back behind the wheel you know you talk to all of these drivers who are doing a bit of of e-gaming simulator whatever there is no absolutely nothing like getting in a car and flying Mm -hmm. uh and pulling top gear and and going through corners quickly and and he was just bubbling again and it's a it's a long time you know it's a very very long time so we march april may you know we're over 2 months since these people have been flat out in a rally car it's a long time since they've ever had a gap of of this length and it's it's a difficult time for them so yeah so Tannock was over the moon uh, and we just wait and see exactly what he was testing for
0: yeah, it will be interesting, won't it? And George, it's, um, you know, he's obviously in an R5 car, really important that, that he gets into any car, I suppose. But, you know, there's going to be a lot when they do resume this testing for, for WRC cars. And we should have a better idea by the time you hear this podcast. But there's going to be some pretty frantic activity out there, I would imagine, George, you know, when the testing ban is uh, eventually lifted.
2: There, there will be Colin. I mean, I think, and, and most of it will be, you know, drivers' anxiety to to or or, or anxiousness, shall we say, to 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 get um, same thing, anxiety and anxiousness, isn't it really? Sorry, <laughs> they'll be they'll be so keen to get back in the car. Really, they'll just they'll be desperate to just get their feet. Can you imagine Ott getting into the car? You know, his his initial impression would be the car would be a little bit slow off off the start line and through the first few corners, he'd be getting the feel for it against the power, how much is the car giving him in terms of its dynamics? <laughs> how much is it giving him in terms of power? And you know, within two or three kilometers he would have had that car hanging out on the limit, thoroughly enjoying himself. And whilst undoubtedly throughout the, the hour or two or however long it was that he got to, to do a little bit of running, he would he might have been bemoaning the what is it, fifty, sixty, maybe maybe seventy, eighty horsepower that the world rally cars have over the group n car over the r5 car sorry um harking back to my distant past um the uh, he would have been thoroughly enjoying it and you know i imagine it would have looked just as edgy as a world as a world rally car and for him in the car it must have just felt great i can, I, I can be there with him just thinking my way through it would have been wonderful
3: moving moving on there is one team of course that will be that will be more eager than than the other two to to get testing and that's toyota toyota gazoo racing of course has its new GR yaris um WRC the 2021 car which they began testing at the start of this year uh did some work in finland uh while they could do some work in finland and then we saw them testing it in uh spain for as part of the rally mexico test the pre mexico test uh, and since what would that be the end of March whenever the testing ban came april they've the car sat there that car has just sat there um and and they're waiting to to get back out do some more do some more development running with it but from what we've heard already uh from what um, the team's told us it's already as quick as the current car so you know I think with a bit more testing that potentially is, yeah. is a good indicator to where the pace is going to be next year.
0: Yeah, but but you know it's it's not just about pace at all, is it David? And you when, when you build a development program for a new car, you would rarely build in two months of a downtime. If you like downtime. You would really say, okay, we'll get this ready two months before we have to have it ready, just in case. You don't do that. So the longer this this testing ban goes on, what do we think? What what potentially George, David, could the implications be for that car you know it's got to be ready clearly for for homologation, and that homologation will come when november time
3: well i'll start the they'll start the, the homologation work, yeah, the test and, and the FIA will visit the factory in November december won't they george uh, and it'll
2: it'll have been ongoing i mean everything will have been in everything they're developing will have been put past f i a in some form or another yeah. I've, I've it's a long time since i've been involved in any world rally car homologation and I wasn't that involved I've done an R5 homologation uh, from very early to 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 completion uh, and that's a very very lengthy process and certainly you know uh, the point at which you you know you're you're pressing the homologation button you can change things you know the FIA or technical group are they're a tough bunch of cookies but they're very very good and they're very very helpful um you can work with them or you can you can be combative with them uh, in my case I worked with them I know people might find that hard to believe but, but it's true and um, in, in the team that I was in uh, when when we did that and uh, they were very helpful but you know you're limited so if you've not got something developed you homologate it on that car and it's not right you're going to have to play a joker now it might be this year maybe because of the lack of development time they might be allowed an extra couple of jokers or a little bit of latitude given with respect to some dates and some some late submissions but they'll all have to be in before the homologation date. Mm. So, yeah, very, very limiting.
3: And it is, you know, we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that this is a very, very important car for Toyota as well. It's based on the new Yaris, and it's based, of course, on that GR Yaris, which is a, a essentially a homologation, spe- homologation special. Um, it's a four-wheel drive road car, which is for me. I never thought we'd see one like that again. No, I, I didn't. I never
2: thought we'd never see a car Isn't like it, that again. It's great that they've done it.
3: It's exactly what I was going to say. Isn't it fantastic? And the opportunity to to drive one of these things is is sensational. So, yeah, I, it's...
2: I'm going to speak to Toyota PR in GB to my friend Scott Brownley, and I'm going to see if he's going to lend me one <laughs> as a as a, a pseudo media person.
0: Put my name down. I, I suspect Colin, no way. No
2: way can you be trusted with a car like that. No, no disrespect, it's, Colin. It's just it's setting you up. I'm not going to set you up for a fall. It's sure. not fair. I like you too much.
0: I have lost the need for speed. My need these days is for fuel efficiency.
2: Well, go and drive, I, I'm, go I'm, and drive a hybrid a Lexus driver, then, or something
0: then. <laughs> you don't need
2: to be driving a a, a little yeah. GR, a, a little GR Yaris.
0: It'd be fun, though. It'd be a lot of fun, for I'll
2: report back after I've driven it. Mm,
0: do.
1: Can we move on to the calendar? Um, I think it's... Po- I mean, we're all speculating about what is going to be the first event back after this massive chasm of emptiness...
3: Don't say lockdown.
1: any rally action. I've, I was avoiding it. Not allowed to you say lockdown, though. sorry. Um, uh, we'll have to turn that into a drinking game, I think, at some point. <laughs> and so I mean, there there are some events that have you know, this year been on the calendar that have, have slipped away or potentially will slip away and in, in certain respects we have, we've spoken about this before but but what are the future for some events that haven't run this year that may struggle to find the funding for next year?
0: Yeah. David, can I jump in there, David? Yeah, yeah Do you mind? no, of course not. Uh, did you, did you, sorry. Uh, you know, we did speak to Oliver Seasler and you will hear that interview at some point hopefully uh, in the coming week. Now, it was two weeks ago I spoke to Oliver Seasler expecting a little bit more firm news about the remainder of this year's calendar. But he went further than that. He said that hopefully in the next week or two, and we're past that two weeks now actually, uh, we should be able to give you some more information about the remainder of this year and and next year's calendar. Uh, But we haven't heard anything official yet, have we? The only thing official that we've heard really in that period was that... Safari was cancelled but uh, we're not hearing any more it's going very quiet David but it's uh, your, your your former employers Autosport wrote a piece I think at the weekend or certainly early this week uh, suggesting that both Japan and New Zealand were going now Japan was a new one to me I think New Zealand is almost written off mm. I, I think we can just about write New Zealand but Japan surprised me for Autosport was there any, any substance to that did you find out I,
3: I've no idea I I saw nobody was quoted in the piece I don't think Uh, But my understanding right now is that exactly the same as yours, Japan, there is no decision from Japan. Uh, Sources in New Zealand have made it quite clear that rallying is not particularly high. International rallying is not particularly high. Can
1: I just jump in very quickly there back to Japan about how important it would be for them to have a WRC event after having the massive disappointment of losing the Olympics and the Paralympics this year? Yeah. To have a high profile world class sport. (laughs) it would be something amazing for japan and i mean potentially they the, the, this olympics may never happen this paralympics may never happen if they can't get it going next year so a massive you know having the wrc back in japan with its passionate fans would would be such an amazing thing for the country it it does seem very Odds that it that it would have been struck
3: off already well i don't think it. Has. i don't think it has i don't think it has but you know i mean just to, to skip back to new zealand they're they're about to from what i understand they're going to announce that they have what they call their bubbles don't they um and the, mm. there was a, a new bubble being created to incorporate australians so the the trans tasman bubble um and that was supposed to come for july it's i understand that's now going to be put postponed until august um, so if they're only willing to allow Aussies in in August, can we really expect that they're going to let a diseased bunch like us Europeans in in September? It's just it is no. not going to happen. Hey, it's simply I agree not. Totally. And, I agree totally. Yeah. And, and that one will be postponed until next year, which is a great it's it's a great solution because it gives Australia another year to to go and find a new base, whether that's Bathurst or somewhere else in New South Wales. Regardless of whether we love Coffs Harbour or not, it has not found favour with the promoter. So uh, it looks as though Australia will move. So so postponing New Zealand to next year to 2021 gives the Aussies another year to go find somewhere new for that.
0: But here's the thing. Here, here's where things may change, David. Here's where things may change. I think you know, don't forget that Rally Australia is backed by, in the main part, two sponsors, isn't it? It's uh, Kennard's Tire and it is the New South Wales State Government. Mm. Uh, I suspect that the hand of the New South Wales state government will be strengthened by the current situation because money is going to be tight everywhere. If the New South Wales state government turn around and say the only way we will back this event is if it goes to, as you say, Mount Panorama, or should they say conversely, the only way that we're going to keep funding money, putting money into it is if it stays in Coffs Harbour, I, you know, how, how, how petulant would we appear if we turned around and said, no, we, well, we don't like we don't like Coffs I'm Harbour. I'm not sure
3: we'd be petulant, Cole, but we'd need to have a promoter that had a very firm plan with a very good rally to jump into the shoes of a Coffs Harbour-based rally Australia. Right now, you know, we had lots of options, but this whole year, you know, it's costing us the chance to run, for example, if we needed to, to go back to France, do we need to have a candidate event? If that's the case, is this current predicament costing us the chance to have that candidate event in france there's there's so much going on uh, with the calendar that it's very difficult to call but if we specifically talk about what's coming finland we will find out from helsinki from the government in finland in the next week what their plans are to whether they're going to allow much bigger gatherings mass gatherings um of a thousand people or whatever from the end of july if that rule remains in place and they're only allowing mass gatherings from the end of july i find it very difficult to believe that one week later we will rock up in pavilionki and have rally finland um as as we know it there is the potential rally finland could move to september let's wait and see new zealand we've talked about turkey no idea but parts of turkey still in lockdown marmaris still in lockdown um talk there's always talk of of financial issues with with Turkey, with their sponsors. Uh, So is that going to come into play? GB, look on the Rally website, uh, look on the the Visit Wales website right now, and it's telling you to come back later. Uh, So how do we, you know, promote um, Wales? And again, to
1: stress for people who don't understand how it works, Wales also has its own government and will make its own decision, regardless of what's happening in England and Scotland.
3: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Germany... I'm told, looks quite good. Uh, there's, there's potential in, in Germany. Obviously, Germany's quite... The rally is now in quite a remote part of the, of the country in Bostalsee, We're way away from Trier.
0: Listen, that doesn't really matter, David. There will still be hundreds of thousands of people coming to rally Germany. Yeah. But the Germans seem to to be comfortable that they can deal with that. Yeah. Listen, Germany is right in the middle of, you. Know, we get Polish fans, we get the Czech fans, we get uh, you know, fans from all around, the Spanish, the French, mm. all around Europe come to Germany. But they seem comfortable that they can deal with it, and that's encouraging. So
3: here's the, here's the question now. So... Imagine we lose, so worst case, absolute shocking scenario. We lose Finland, we lose New Zealand, we lose Turkey, we lose GB. We keep Germany, so there we are. We've had a four round calendar, and Japan is the fifth and final round. Uh, You know, that's a pretty grim scenario. What do the teams do? You know, the FIA and the promoter and pretty much everybody has said we need seven rounds to make a championship. Therefore, five rounds will not constitute a championship. So do we go to Japan? Toyota, of course, will lobby to go to Japan. But it's it's very expensive um to to get out there. I don't know. It's it's a it's a big question and that's you know, we promised a couple of weeks ago, last week whenever, not to pontificate. So
0: uh, mm. it, that's not pontificating, David. That, that's that's trying to use our experience <laughs> it was, to, to perhaps. Well, we, it have, was, we have got
1: positive shoots. I'm, I'm. We spoke about the green shoots. Are we back
3: on Colin's hair? <laughs> no, we're going to avoid those ones. Okay. Um, but that was that yeah, was definitely that about... was borderline pontification. So I apologise for that. Well, you
1: gave us a whole list, Colin, when we were chatting earlier uh, events that oh. were were about to run mm. that we you know that we could see the engines being fired up and that fabulous smell of rally yeah. fuel and dust and grease and oh I miss brake dust. Mm.
0: Yeah, dust yeah brake dust yeah guys I
1: think we're we're
2: we're we're uh, slightly missing one major point with this restart and we're all talking about you know when will it be allowed mm-hmm. um I'll I'll reiterate the 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 rather stark news that you know a vast number of people are losing their jobs. You know all those fans that would normally be coming to rally Germany from Poland, from France, from Spain, half of them won't have jobs. Colin, it's a it's very stark very this closed point. down so has point. a very stark reality, which has doesn't seem to have hit home yet. The press isn't focusing on that yet, but it's about to come, and it's it's going to be tough and you know yeah, that, I think it is. that that's where my it comments is. on the on the you know reducing wrc costs and getting rid of the expensive cars because money's going to be tight right across the way it's mm-hmm. it, i don't think there's going to be you know events looking for sponsors chances of them getting money from from sponsors this year you know if they've not already got deals in place negligible i would have said mm-hmm. um manufacturers you know they're all laying off factories they're, they're talking about restructuring closing yeah. factories down but
1: you know they'll be looking for cost savings in the motorsport departments you mentioned there george about traveling as well the fact that yeah. the aviation industry is going to be suffering there's not going to be cheap flights there's not going to be nope. easy access to countries in the way that we've taken for granted over the years
2: everything's going to be tough so i mean desperate as i am to get to get rallying back on the way and i am phenomenally desperate i think we need to uh, you know, I'm I'm really hoping that that Britain can leverage an event this year. I really do because that that'll be key. Germany in great shape, fantastic to hear. What,
3: it. what do we make though? Um, what do we make of these of these national championships? You know, we've seen there's there's a, a selected bunch of events on the South Island in mm. in New Zealand. There's a is it a four or five round Australian Championship with a, a finale in New South Wales that's still to be decided. How s- Rally de Roma? Yeah, Rally Roma. Yeah, how serious can we take these events? You know, I'm quite yeah. surprised. I've seen a lot of the input that they that they've you know a lot of the infrastructure in terms of coronavirus that they're putting into the Rally Roma, and it's great. But, you know, a month ago, Italy was just about at ground zero with this thing. And to be potentially talking about going there in, in a couple of months for a, for a rally is, for me, it just seems remarkable.
0: It does, David. But, but I think what we have to applaud is the effort that the organisers are putting into that event. They, they've gone farther than really anyone else that I've been hearing about in terms of, you know, registering fans, registering media, registering. Uh, engineers, mechanics, drivers—you uh, know everyone that wants to go to that event has to be registered, and they have. They, you, know, they, you know, as you say, you know, a month ago they were right at the centre of of this uh, epidemic, this endemic, uh, and you know they they obviously are going to have to work harder than anyone else to put any sort of mass. Uh, attendance event on in in the near future, and you know I applaud them. I applaud them for their efforts. And they, you know we talked to a few weeks ago about the need for a blueprint for how events might well, you know, going forward how they might well restructure themselves to be COVID aware. You know, we we, we misuse the word COVID safe because yeah. that's that's not that's not possible. That's not possible. But COVID aware is a is a better way of phrasing it. You know, and I, and I think this you know this this effort that Rally Roma Rally Roma have put in. Uh, is, is fantastic and, and it does at least form you know if it doesn't happen well it's not through lack of trying but what they've given us is actually a structure for how perhaps other events could approach things going forward david
3: Uh no absolutely i sorry i was slightly distracted by an intriguing uh mm. text message from craig breen who i did wonder actually mm. if he was listening into what we were talking about uh, but he wasn't <laughs> that's freaky yeah, <laughs> It is <laughs> little, little alarming uh, no you you should i'm sure probably by now you will have read whatever news that uh that craig was about to impart on text there uh by the time this comes out it was very interesting uh rally roma Colt. Uh, just having spoken to numerous colleagues in italy um i would be I, i'm not saying it's not going to happen you know people are working very very hard to make sure it does happen there is for me in a place like that there is a very real moral and ethical question that we need to ask about whether yeah. Yeah. whether we can happily bring together a bunch of people i understand there will be all of these safeguards and attempts to keep spectators uh, apart but thousands of people 25 27000 people i don't know how many in italy have died you know not far away from there and That's my only question, whether we can, if we can do it, quite rightly, you say, we can't do it safely. We can be aware of the risk. Um, But I I also get your point, George, that we need to start things. You know, things have to get moving again. We need, my words would would drive a dagger through the heart of preparation companies that are working towards Rally Roma. I understand that. They have to they have to put food on their table as well. Um, so it is, it's a very difficult decision yeah. and it's one I'm very glad I don't have to yeah. make.
2: In, indeed. And I mean, you know, what we're we're talking about is trying to stop people, catch something as, you know, as, as in, in concept, it's a virus, as simple, you know, it could be a cold, it could be a disease like measles. It, it, it's COVID-19 in this case, which um, has a detrimental, effect, a detrimental effect on quite a small number of people. But of course, it's catastrophic uh, when the wrong person gets it. Um I'm not quite sure where that where that leaves us in 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 broad terms of 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 uh, people that go out and watch rallies are you know they're they're generally fit and able because they're walking out on stages. These are not the people that are likely to be victims, but of course, as we know, we can spread it, and and therein lies the issue. We can spread it to vulnerable people. So that's the thing,
3: isn't it? You know, it's it's the rally fans. It's all fine because. Yeah. But then we go we go home from watching a rally. We've we've caught it off the guy standing next yeah. to us. I go and see my my you know somebody's
0: grandparents, and two weeks later yeah, they're that's dead.
2: It. There there there's the issue, and and yeah, but uh, so
0: but but, well, they, but this goes but this goes all the way back to a discussion and I'm, I, I, it's not the time to have it again <laughs> but it goes back to the discussion we had weeks if not months ago about rallies with no spectators from what hmm. you're saying you morally uh, may, and may, i suppose and i suppose uh, in some ways from the scientific point of view uh, that is the only way to do it that is the only called, way to do pro- it
2: probably is no actually spectators. in reality yeah mm-hmm. the the um, it could well that's be, not but, happen, but the though, reality we know that's not is happen. that the whole, the whole of uh, the whole of our uh, commercial society is is uh, reeling in shock, and it will be the smart ones that get started up quickly, and it will oh, be that geez. first out of the sc- starting blocks.
0: I have um, to say, um, boys, this, this last section was supposed to be a slightly more uplifting, and yeah. joyous <laughs> section. What happened to those green about-
1: shoes? <laughs> oh, it was
2: my fault. Sorry, guys. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I guess. I guess my point is, and I apologise for dragging us back into that mire of uh, COVID doom and gloom, is that we really need to kickstart our sport again very quickly. The the survivors in business, uh, after all this, uh, you know, in some cases, twelve weeks shutdown. Uh, and and our whole economy is in is in tatters make no mistake about that so what my point is that the the companies that get up back on their feet quickly are the companies that are going to survive i want motorsport to be part of that i want rally to be at the vanguard of that obviously within all the guidelines obviously with respect to looking after everyone around us but please let's try and get you know take one step take another step and just move it forward let's get moving again these viruses have a habit of, of, of uh, dying and disappearing. You know, we no longer have bubonic plague. The 1918 Spanish flu, as it was known, disappeared after a year, completely gone. So let's hope that, that, that COVID-19 has been the same. Let's get our sport kick-started, back on its feet, uh, with respect, uh, as quick as we can.
1: Well said, George. I think uh, that that pretty much wraps up the way things are. And if you are listening to this podcast, remember you can get the very latest rallying news on Dirtfish.com. Don't forget to check the news section and keep up with the very latest information because there's a lot happening in the next few days after we've recorded this podcast that you will not want to miss. And Dirtfish.com is the best place to go and catch up. Got to say, chaps, it's been an absolute delight sitting down and chatting with you once again.
0: Lovely. Thank you, Lisa. It's been a joy as always.
1: As always, Lisa. Thank
2: you.
0: Thank you very much.